Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited today to have uh, someone I'm at very excited to talk to. She's a, would you call yourself an influencer? I get, I usually say content creator. A content creator, like, I don't want to offend you with the I word. <laughs> a content creator from the University of Ohio. Do I yeah, have that right? Ohio University. It's, oh, Ohio University. Uh, Becca Moore, how are you? I'm good, Harry. I Cheers. love your show. Yes. Thank you for the coffee, by the way. Yeah, of course. Just spill tea. I don't know what camera I'm looking at. All spill of them. tea, not beer. <laughs> Back here. Hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, thanks for joining Crazy me. You're setup. doing peppermint mocha, which is a wise, <laughs> that's, a, that's a choice you can do in your early to mid 20s. I feel Why? like. Once you get older, you can't be going with the four shots of peppermint and mocha. It's just too yeah, much. I, it's yeah, a, it's a treat. I don't know. Usually I drink black coffee. Is today a treat getting to do driving with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I first heard of you on Nick Vial's show when yeah. you, like, you, you, uh, your clip became a part oh, of God. my soundboard where you said, like, oh, this is going to be a Dave Neal clip. And immediately I was like, oh, who's that? <laughs> we got a fan over there? What's going on? What did I say? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I just remember you're the voice behind a clip I often play, which is you just saying, this is going to be a Dave Neal clip. <laughs> really? So now we've got a, now we've got a Becca Moore video. Here's so the thing. Is... I love Bachelor like Nation or whatever. I am, well, I used to be like, a, I used to watch a show, but I kind of, so I only watch Bachelor in Paradise now, but. Why is that? <clears throat> because. I feel like I know too much, like, I don't know, I've just become friends with people that were on the show, like, a lot of my friends have been on the show randomly now, and I just don't feel like, I feel weird watching it when I know, like, behind the scenes. How the sausage is made. Yeah. So, yeah, you're very Bachelor adjacent. How does that happen? You, you Which just... is actually funny, I was in casting when I was, like, 21. So, is that... I didn't in... make it on the show, though. But you, but you were in casting for it to be... To be the... on The Bachelor. That would have been so young. I know, you, I was you, too young. What are you now, like 24? I'm 25. 25. Okay, you're yeah. approaching the age that does well on the show. Right, and I think now if I went on, I would have been, it would have been a more appropriate time, but at the time, I mean, even like, I, my video submission that they had me, I thought I was going to be on the show, for sure, like, I, they were telling me, the way they were, like, telling me, they were like, are you free in the next week to, like, get on a plane? Whoa. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, so then I, I was a bartender at the time. Again, like I was just so young and I was like going into work and I was like, this is my last day. <laughs> Never, and then I kept going Who back. Who was The Bachelor? Day. Did you know? I think it was going to be Clayton. So it was going to be on oh. Susie's season. Oh, that would have been fun. Would I you think. have, would he be your type? No. <laughs> no, not your type? <laughs> no, I don't There you so. go. Now you're from the Midwest in Ohio. Um, what, uh, what was the journey that you got you from Ohio to Los Angeles? Well, actually I lived in Nashville last year or no, two years ago now because I was writing for Total Frat Move. Okay. Total Sorority Move. I was like a blogger there. And then, I mean, B, I was bartending during COVID. Um, I was about to do like an, after I graduated, I was about to do a nine to five, but um, they looked at my, they found my Instagram and they did not like my Instagram. Really? And I had like 3,000 followers at the time. I don't really know why. The corporate job didn't like your Instagram? Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna be a recruiter, a tech recruiter. And they didn't because... Well, they didn't, it's not that they didn't, they hired me. They were, I was about to start and it was like a week before I was about to start and they, basically they, I was posting a lot of like bikini pictures at the time. As you do, yeah. I still do, like I don't know, but um, they told me that I, in order to like, they wanted, they asked me to like make my account private and change my name on it from Rebecca Moore or from Becca Moore to like Beck, Rebecca. So it wouldn't like come back to them. Yeah. And How then strange. I, went on, I know. And then I went on LinkedIn and I found the guys that were about to start the same job and they had bathing suit pictures. Yeah. That's, 
I mean, I, you know, with, with people that get into like teaching and stuff and they like talk about protecting their identity and right, protecting their image. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's different though. But. Yeah. But it's like, why is it though? You know, like why can't someone have a bikini photo? Like that's what you wear in the water. I don't understand, right. you know? And so I think that made me like, I think that like fueled my personality to the, today. Because to, uh, to continue pushing? Against like, like to be like, men suck. Like why are they allowed to do everything? And we're like, a slut if we post the same thing Uh, yeah i mean hey that's that's the world and and in some ways it's changing but if you're coming from i don't know i don't know if the midwest has more purity culture but uh yeah you do see that and i mean take it for me i don't anything corporate whether it's not you know uh, no one's going over my social media but when it comes to like being told what to do i quickly learned like i do not want to be told what to do exactly what yeah. day i have to work what day i can like apply to have off and it's so <laughs> funny it's like i probably work harder now but that's because it's like for my own good it's my own equity it's not for like someone right. else's dream job or dream car my definitely the hardest job i've ever had was a bartender and i definitely don't work as hard as i did at that time it's just like a really like strenuous job that's like, a job around. where you're gonna get hit on a lot too I mean, yeah. that's kind of part of the gig, right? Yeah, I worked at like a very like female, like it was all girls bartending and it was, it was what, awesome. What was the place? It was called Town Hall. Shout Town out to Hall. you, Town Hall in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I wonder, oh my gosh. Well, I, you wouldn't have been, now this is going to show my age because I was there like 10 years ago in Columbus. I was there, <clears throat> excuse me, by myself for a gig. So I was there for like four days and I just found one or two bars and I went to the same place every day because my I would only work for like half an hour a night and then I would just have like nowhere to go. What bars um, did you go to? It was like in a mall because the comedy club was attached. Oh, Easton. Was it Easton? Probably. It's where the um, Funny Bone was. Oh. So I went to like Bar Louie, like just corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. like Easton, yeah. Uh, so you've got what I think is one of the most interesting stories and most Thank uplifting you. stories I've ever heard. Um, I want to tease that because I don't want to talk about it just yet. But uh, how how do you... How, so you went to Nashville and then mm-hmm. made your way to Los Angeles. What yeah. was the leap like? And was it after you had finished working at Total Sorority Move? Because you, yeah. were, you were podcasting for them as well, right? Yeah, I quit pretty early on right when I... Again, like it was just kind of me being like... I mean, I think the guys were getting paid more than we were. And I was like annoyed with that too. <laughs> I don't even, I, mean, I don't know if that's true. I think maybe I just convinced myself of that. I don't really know. Could have been. But, um, and then I like was, I was like starting to make, my TikTok was taking off when I was living in Nashville and I was able to like make my entire income off of brand deals. So I was like, why don't I just quit? Like, I hate this job. So no offense. <laughs> no, but I think that's great. Uh, you, you started to find that you were making some money. We've had some other uh, TikTok and Instagram sort of uh, content creators that, you know, once you get that first paycheck, you go, oh, I was man. like done immediately. The second it was like, it was like the highest number I had ever gotten a paycheck for. And I was like, I'm going to do this. What was the forever. amount? What was your first like? I think my first brand deal was my first just one TikTok was 6,000. Nice. And that was like a lot. That's a lot of money. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially, you know, you're 20, 21 at the time. I don't know if that was my first brand deal, but I think that was like the one I was like, all right, I can do this full time. Did you... Like, were you eager to just negotiate a low amount at first? Were yes, you like, I was taking deals for like, oh my God, no, that was not my first brand deal. Yeah, I was taking deals at the beginning for like $400 and I thought that was a huge amount because that is, I mean, at the time, I, again, I was making like no money. I was very, and I was, I was super poor growing up. Oh yeah. So any amount of money to me was a lot. Like if I had $200 in my bank account for the longest time, I was like rich. Like I was like, 
Time to go shopping. You know, I talk about this a lot. There's a book that Marianne Williamson wrote called The Law of Divine Compensation. And it's about like not being grossed out by money and, and knowing that it's like money's not the root of all evil. Like money can be, you can make a lot and receive a lot and cut out the middleman and all these things. And I think social media shows you that. Like they're not paying you six grand because they're losing money. You They have a ton got, of money, that company did. Yeah, you build your audience and then they're able to capitalize off of that and it's kind of win-win. So when were you like full-time, this is what I'm gonna do. Like it's like starting with that first deal. It was around two years ago. Like I was living in Nashville right after I quit Total Frat Move and then um, I had to like finish out my lease in Nashville and then I knew I was moving here. And yeah, then I moved here a year ago and here I am. Um, have you, what's what's better, what's working out better for you, TikTok or Instagram or? TikTok for sure. Yes. I need to post more on Instagram, I think. What, what was it that initially, like did you see your boost with engagement and, and all it that? It was me. So I do like a thing on TikTok of like, basically like making like things that men shouldn't be allowed to have. Like I'll be like, for, I can't even remember. Oh my God, it's my own thing. And <laughs> I'm like for the, yeah, I'm like for the girls. And here are some things that I think should be for the girls, not the guys. And then it'll be like running water or like, like, I don't know, sunlight. So just short, fun, little gender-based stuff. Yeah, but now I do more like story times and I talk about like, I don't know, like dating stories. Per, like like for your personal dating stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, any, like what's what's going on? Where are you at now, single? I'm the most single I've been in a long time. The most single? <laughs> yes. What I'm makes you more single? Like just nothing even in the horizon or what? <laughs> yeah, literally not. I don't even know, I'm not like, how did you meet your wife? We met on a movie set. Oh, a movie set. Yeah. Mm. I was a creepy guy who talked to her. Well, that's a cute way to meet. For me, I'm mostly on like apps. I'm on like. Yeah. Are, yeah. you on, are you on Raya? Yeah. Raya is obviously big in the news. We were talking about, um, actually, no, Blake Horseman, his account, like, uh, like, uh, was exposed to be, like, he, I don't know if you, did you hear this mm-hmm. story? So it's not a big deal. My personal thought is he probably deleted the app and it popped back up and people, everyone becomes a forensic, you know, psych, you know, psychologist and like, oh, you couldn't have done that. I'm like, all right, you think he's really cheating? Like my wife's also pregnant. You think I'm going on dating apps so someone can expose <laughs> me and ruin my life? Like, I think he's really? like a public figure. There's no way. There's no way. And if you were going to do it, <laughs> I always like, my, my wife and I were having this discussion. Like if you were going to cheat, you're going to go find, you know, you're going to DM gonna be, someone that, or I don't even know if you're going to DM Or someone. like your buddy's going to pull somebody from yeah, the you're VIP gonna go room to at a the bar. DJ. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely going to be in person not like because then screenshots are every like you know have you had is this an issue with married men to like married men <laughs> hit on you no but because some people are just a tr- some people just do well with married do you know what i mean like some people are just want i don't know if it's what you can't have or there's just i don't know yeah there's that home record energy I mean, that some people have. Oh, wait, are you saying i'm home no i'm, I'm saying some people energy. have that energy where like they just go after the thing they can't have and it's like their own issue no but, i do not like married men, I, but I I have been hit on by married men. I'm sure. I was I don't know, but like, I will say I have noticed that guys with girlfriends, like sometimes guys with girlfriends will be in my like athletes. Oh. They'll DM me, and then I'll look and or like a when I was living in Nashville, country singers that had like long term girlfriends or like that's got to be that's got to be one of the I've heard the yeah, the Nashville country scene oh my god terrible well you know terrible. my you know we're moving to Nashville you are bought oh a my house god, there. it's so fun we're working on it we got the house like full time you want to live there well we're gonna move there we like trust me when I say LA was not kind to us when it came to home buying 
You yeah, know, it's just like, buying a home here so we're getting a home four times the size, you know, for the same price. Right. So I don't know if it'll be long-term, but we're going to move a few months uh, before the babies do and we'll have the room to build a nursery and all these things. That's but a good place to I, We kids. wish we could have stayed here. We love all the hikes we do around town, the beaches. It's just like, it wasn't working out, you know, and yeah. with having a baby on the way, we were like, all right, let's get a home. Let's get like an actual home that we can make our own and, and all that. But so it's kind of funny. We're, we're, uh, we're, uh, ships passing at the, in the yeah. night. So you go to Coachella. This <laughs> is where your story starts off. Was it this past Coachella or the year it before? It was the year before. All I right. So walk us through this story. Um, did you, did you got robbed? Yeah. Or you had your purse stolen? Yeah, I got robbed. Like he went in my purse and he took my, it was like a guy that was kind of hitting on me. So you met a guy mm-hmm. out at a bar somewhere during no, Coachella. It was, it was during Coachella, like at Coachella. At Coachella. Yeah. And he's hitting on you. Is he a good looking dude? Yeah. He's actually, I mean, you're going to have to bleep this out, but he's on a reality show right now. Well, you can't, you don't have to bleep this part out, but I'll tell you which one it is. Oh my, okay, tell me and I'll bleep it out. Okay. He's on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With Stop it. Yeah. yeah. And he robbed you? <laughs> yes. How do you... it ins- I'm so, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm like, not going to take, I'm not going to defend him, but. Is there a chance he didn't rob you? No, he did. He, I think he was on drugs. Oh. I think he was on something. What did he steal from you? He took my um, my phone, my credit card, and my um, rental car keys. He wasn't he wasn't doing it to be malicious. Like, I know he was obviously malicious, but he wasn't doing it to like have that like for himself. I think he was doing it. He told someone because I was asking everyone like, has anyone seen this guy? And they were like, well, he said, well, the reason I knew. This, this is a long-winded way of me Please saying, go as reason, long-winded as possible. We got time. The reason I knew it was him was because someone said, but I that guy that you were talking to did say that he was going to steal your stuff so that you had to talk to him in the morning, but I thought he was kidding. Oh, so it might have been a, like a <clears throat> like weird, flirty he was trying to do a flirty thing. thing. Oh, and, wow. And then I was stranded. Like, I didn't have... And I lived in Nashville at the time, so I had no way to tell anyone. And I was with my manager, though, and she, we, I was crying. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh and my God, what, what do you have on you? So Just what's my left? empty purse. An empty and my, purse. And my lip gloss. <laughs> you didn't take your lip gloss. So and you have an empty <laughs> purse. Like my lip gloss. You have an empty purse yeah. in the world where we all just have a credit cards. Right. ID. I mean, if I just had one of those things, I would have been fine. Probably. Like, if I had my rental car keys, I could drive somewhere. If I, I always think about that. Like, even if phone, someone stole my wallet, I can fine, still yeah. buy Starbucks through my all phone. Oh, I had my ID. <laughs> all I had was my ID. And okay, my you have wallet. an ID and lip gloss. Yeah. <laughs> and you and find then, out your purse is stolen. Did yes. you try to hunt the guy down? Or so, was it- yes, I did. We, we all night, like for like three hours, we like walked around looking for this guy. I never saw him. I never saw him again. But I knew what he looks like. Didn't know his name. But anyway, so then I um, filed a police report. And I mean, no. Okay. I'm really getting ahead of myself. No so worries. So then I go to my manager's hotel room because I didn't remember what hotel room I was staying in. And because I couldn't, didn't have my phone. So, and I didn't know like the address. So I stayed in her hotel room, but she had a flight back to Canada at like 7 a.m. the next morning. So we wrote down the address to a Sprint store so I could go get my, a new phone. Mm-hmm. And um, I go downstairs and like to the concierge in the morning and I tell them the situation and I have my uh, manager's card number or something. I don't know. I had written down some like information to get myself an Uber. 
so the hotel concierge ended up buying me an Uber and like giving me a granola bar and stuff like that. Wow, and nice hotel concierge. By the way, I was sober when I got robbed. It's not like I was just like partying too hard. Like I don't want people to think that I just like lost Dude. my stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I was literally like sober. Um, but then, so I get in the Uber and my Uber is Raul, his name. And like, I, he was like, I remember he was just asking a bunch of questions and I was like, just so stressed out that I was like, no. And he kept being like, why do you need to go to the Sprint store? Like, what happened? And I was like, oh my God. Because my car was getting towed yeah, out of the- Yeah, he's being just, like the chatty Uber. I used to be an Uber driver, so I understand. Yeah, know? he was like, being chatty and I was just so like, almost about to cry the entire time. Cause I was like, oh my God, I'm really like, I'm like fucked, like what do I do? So then I could tell, but like, I could tell that like, he kind of felt bad for me and I kind of hated that feeling. So I was just like, ugh, like everything's fine. Like I'm, I'm fine, everything's fine. So then I go into this print store and I was like, thank you so much. I um, asked for a new phone and they literally couldn't give me a new phone because I didn't have any of my information. Like they were like, well, you like, the, I don't think that was the right place to go to get a new phone. Yeah, how are you gonna pay for so, it? You're gonna barter? Right, lip, I was going, I'll give you this lip gloss. Yeah, no, I think that I thought that they could like pull up my mom's information. I don't really know what my plan was. To but me. yeah, I mean that's that's a good scenario. You've got a billing credit card, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and so I know, and I thought that they could get my mom's phone number so I could call my mom. Actually, I knew my mom's phone number. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you only get to know three, four phone numbers, Yeah, and right? I knew my mom's. So okay, I how many phone numbers do you know? Two, my mom and dad. That's it? Yeah, literally. But I did know my mom and dad, so I thought that I could call them and they could, like, order it off of the phone. Right. I don't know. So that was my plan. Did not work. The Sprint store was not having it. They, like, wouldn't give me a phone. So I go out. I was like, okay, well, I need to get a new Uber. But I looked out in the window and Raul was like waiting for me. He was like outside, like he didn't leave. And you didn't do the Uber, obviously, through your device. No, it was through the concierge. The concierge is running the bill up. Yeah. So he turns off the thing. Like he he just at this point. Turns the meter off. Yeah. Which, by the way, I mean, no one does that. Like I've driven people around for hours and you don't turn the meter off. Right. Like, and it's like he's got to make his money too. Yeah, I know. So I was like, Oh my God, thank you so much for waiting for me. He was like, we, I think we should go to the police station. And I was like, good idea. <laughs> like, let's just, let's do that. Okay. So at this point, Raul is technically no longer an Uber driver. He's your just driver. Like my he's just driver. A, he's a friendly guy. He's all, yeah. And I trusted him right away for some reason. Like I was just so calm when I was with him. And I um, he didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So but <laughs> we, I know true. But we called my mom on his phone at this point and we tracked down. She was able to track my phone and we located it at a house. It was at like an Airbnb kind of style house or like wow. a townhome. But we had to, we couldn't get in unless we had a, the police with us. So we had to go to the police station. Is he back at the, the concert the next day at Coachella? This is Monday. So the day after. Okay. So this is when everyone's leaving. Yeah. So, okay. Everyone's gone. So we could see what the house looks like, but anyway, we had to go to the police. So the police escorted us to the Airbnb and then we went and they like let us go inside because the Airbnb owner, they like contacted him somehow. I don't really know. I don't really know how we got in the house, but we were with the police and then we found my phone under the bed. Had the guy already checked out? Yeah, and then we looked on the names and we found the guy's name. But that's real shitty that even if he was playing the gag in the first place, that he would ditch the phone. Right, he left the phone in the Airbnb and in the case was my credit card. So he, I mean, he didn't take my credit card. <laughs> he didn't take my oh stuff. My he just gosh. like, I think he just felt weird that he had done that and he like wanted to like leave and get Yeah, out of a little it. like morning after him yeah. over regret. Right, so that, and then I, oh my God, and then he like took me 
to dinner, Raul got me dinner because I hadn't eaten all, this is like an all day thing. Like we had sure. so, so many stops that we had to make. And I'm <laughs> like, just like going back and forth from the house. So then he takes me to dinner and he's like, when's your, and he, he bought the dinner by the way. This is before we had my credit card and my phone. So he was like, when's your birthday? And I was like, June 16th. And he was like, oh my God, that's the day that my daughter was diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> like you're go, your daughter has cancer and you're helping me all day, like for free. And he was like, yeah, that like it's, she's 17 and she... Do you know what kind of cancer or roughly what? It was, oh my God. I'm sorry if you I don't do, know. I, didn't, I just um, didn't know. Lymph. I think it was like a lymph, lymph nodes. Okay. Like something like that. Yeah, lymph, some, yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. I'm sorry. You might want to edit that out. Oh, I no. I should definitely know that. No, no worries. But, um, yeah, so she was 17 and she, they were, ha- like, I guess, struggling to pay for their, her medical treatment. I mean, her bills were insane. So he was, like, Uber driving to try to get enough money to, like, pay her bills and... So I was like, oh my God, I can help you. And he was like, what are you, like, what are you talking so about? So you, you knew in the moment that you'd be able to try to repair Yeah, I, I, ne- I didn't think about it until he talked about cancer. And I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to like post about this on TikTok. And I'm like, I'll start a fundraiser. And he was like, okay, sure, like whatever. And, and, then wh- and like, what do you think would you have been your biggest goal? Like, what do you think could have come from My goal was $1,000. thousand dollars was my goal. And okay. I donated the first $300 because I wanted right, to get it you, to... You, you started it off for 300 bucks. Yeah, and then the second I posted it, it like... Okay, so hold on. So the second you're about to post it, is this the next day or when? This is like... Like let's, four days okay, later. wrap me up with Raul. So you find your you find your uh, stuff, and then um, let me turn that up. Sorry, you find your stu- you find your uh, stuff at this house, and then are you done? Like, did you get did you I find like, the key to your rental car at that point? No, we never found it. He took me to the rental car office, like the Enterprise or whatever it was. I don't know. And we tried to tell them he was just taking me everywhere that I needed to go. Like he he was trying to tell them I needed a. Um, new key or like I got robbed so I shouldn't have to pay for a new key and he was like negotiating with the people and they were like yeah showed your probably yeah, police report my, my police report yeah because they charge you 500 bucks for the key right like a crazy amount and I was like oh my god I'll just pay it like because he was like arguing with the people like, in my defense he was like she got robbed look at the police report and they're like I I don't know like we don't we have to that would we would have to file other reports I don't know anyway so then he we oh my god so no that he helped me get a new rental car because i had my credit card at this point so then i got a new rental car and then he like took me to my car and then i told him i was going to help him and i don't think he understood that i had like tiktok followers at the time and I how think, big was your following at the time at the time it was around like seven hundred thousand, i think okay six hundred and 000. where is it right now just 1.3 million what whoa excuse me look at you <laughs> so about your parents doubled in size since then yeah all right so he's he's uh, given you this sort of good faith he's helped you out and he's also let you know about his daughter who's got cancer did he explain to you like where she was in treatment like how she was doing yeah, at the time she was going through chemo. So just brutal, just a terrible time. Teen daughter going through chemo, mm. brutal. You know, just everything I've heard about chemo is just um, actually. Especially I, as a teenager, it's like, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, I can't even imagine, right? Um, I'm actually interviewing my buddy Alex Hooper tomorrow, who's a comedian who just survived cancer. And oh my God. the, I mean, you know, you can only, you know, everyone tries to say how optimistic they'll be, but like I, I get a little food poisoning and I'm on my deathbed. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm I mean? Not, like, I'm so dramatic. And I was being so dramatic that entire day. I mean, 
I was a crying. I didn't have any. I felt stranded, and I was like, didn't have a phone, and I was crying over my phone when his this dog, seventeen year old, and he's helping me for free all day. Like, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. There's a guilt that comes with thinking yeah. your problems are bad, and then you hear about someone else who's got it objectively much worse, and then you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, like I felt But terrible. it's okay to feel that and he way. And you didn't bring it up until the end, until we were at dinner. I was like, are you? Why did you say that? Like, I would have lost it. In. I would have been like, well, oh, wow. fuck me. Right. My stupid phone. I know. <laughs> but it does, it does show you that there are issues greater than yours. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't like to be like toxically optimistic. Like some people are like, well, there's always, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes your day just sucks. Right. You, you got robbed. You're the, vic- you're the victim. Your day sucked. Yeah. You just then met this guy who's, has a, almost like, um, almost kind of feels like a guardian angel in a, yeah. in a weird way. The guardian Uber angel. So a couple of days go by. You say bye to him. Do you exchange information? Yeah, I got his because I wanted to Venmo him a bunch of money, like for <laughs> driving me around. For those so margaritas and yeah. I, yeah, we got marks at the thing, and I yeah. So I got his number. I got his Venmo, and I told him to follow me on TikTok, and I was going to make a video, and then I made the video, and then yeah, the second I posted it, it went. I had no idea it would. Pe- it immediately. I goes. thought that. I thought that it would be kind of like a boring video and I thought no one would care because it was like kind of like hard to explain like in a little video. Yeah. So I didn't think and I've never done any like charity anything like I've never So you you explained everything you just told me. Yeah, and like and short. showed some showed a photo of him mm-hmm. and his daughter. I think that's what can really that evidence of like here's his daughter. Yeah. And and I think there's something very special about the internet wanting to see justice mm-hmm. come in different ways. And in this case, the justice is, this man was so nice to you, how can we repay him? So what happens next? You just start refreshing? Did you start like getting this dopamine hit as you see the donations <laughs> come in? Yes, I could not, I was like, I felt bad asking for a thousand dollars and then I raised it. It hit a thousand dollars in probably like 15 or 20 minutes. Wow. Insane. And then it hit 10, so I raised, I kept raising the goal, I raised the goal to like, 5,000 and then 10,000 and then I did it by fives because I was like there's no way it's going to keep going and then in 24 hours it hit a hundred thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars yeah and And what and then what did it do from there like what did you you got some press I mean this became a big yeah so then the press started picking it up and then I yeah like it was just like I was oh my god it was like a whirlwind like we were doing so many interviews for like a week and then it ended up hitting the final amount that it hit was 250,000. Quarter million, I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I know. And. That was the best thing ever. You know, there's this like, there was a study that was done and they said like, when you donate to somebody, a certain amount of the feel good drugs hit you, like it feels good to donate. Yeah. But they also did a study that when you donate, you feel as good as the person receiving. But this, the interesting part of the study was that when a, when a stranger watches you donate, they also feel good. And it's the vicarious idea that we want, like as humans, we want to see good things happen. So people that are listening now are gonna feel good hearing about Raul, the stranger in the, in the generosity that came from your audience, just because you were able to share your platform with a story that it inspired people. Well, it's still open, by the way. People can still donate to him because, um, I mean, their family is just, like, the best family ever. So if anyone wants to, they can. It's on, it's called Raul, like, the Torres family. I have to actually, I'll link it. Yeah, we'll put it, well, for sure. And so, so you, 
would you go to meet the family? Like what? Like what happened? Okay, the first day goes by. It's at a hundred thousand. Is he? Yeah. Is he like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his whole family was like, what? Like what is going on? Because he's. I mean, by all means, he's driving Uber, which you make fifteen to twenty bucks an hour. I don't know. People think Uber drivers cash in. You don't make much money. It it it's you know tough on your car. It's tough on your body. It's a real rough job. So he's clearly working real hard to make ends meet. Yeah. And then you get a six figure chunk. Yeah. Like. I, I mean, I FaceTimed them that night that it hit 100,000 and I got to like meet them over FaceTime. And then I think my my first time meeting them was we went to Great America. I think it's called, what's it called? The amusement park in San Francisco. Oh, no, I'm not sure. I don't know, but we went to like an amusement park and it was so fun. Like I stayed with their family for a couple days and I think also getting to meet them was like the like most rewarding thing that's ever happened like getting to like see the people that the internet has helped me help was like just like i'm i could die now <laughs> like, you know, I, could you, die. I mean because the truth is when when people are in over their head with their own issues it's easy to forget about others you could have really just gone on and been happy you met raul and not repaid it you know like you, you could have done that and I think it's, I think it, the reward is that you, in, in a weird way, you probably had no clue that you would have ever grown your following in part because of this field. I mean, no, right. I mean, like, I thought I would, I thought people wouldn't care. Yeah. Like it, it has to be part of, I mean, like, did you get a big bump in followers right after this? Because people just started to see this story. Yes, I did. And, and of course it's like, that's just what's going to happen when when you get kind of hit like super viral level like that, like you did. Right. But that, I mean, I don't, I just feel like I'm a different person now. Like I, I'm, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I feel like the universe is like helping me out ever because of that day. Like there's no, like how lucky did I get to have an Uber driver wait for me outside of a store for free and then take me to the police station, take me to like every, like he was like just driving me around for free without knowing that I could help him at, at all in return. I think it's a good sign of what can exist with karma in that, you know, it was sort of magnified by the internet where at no time in the past would his story have really been news, but you were able to tell the story through your own damsel in distress saved by an Uber. I mean, it just, it just, it just has such a great story, but it's not over. So at this point you met, you meet the daughter, she's still going through chemo. What was the update? Like, where's the timeline so from now, there? Then in October of last year, 2022, October. Yeah, she beat cancer. She, yeah, she's done with chemo now. But obviously she has some like outstanding like health like issues that are like just like as a result of going through all the treatments that she's gone through over the years. And was there like a party or? Yeah, we went, I went up to, they live in Fresno. So I went to Fresno and stayed with them for the cancer part, for like the beating cancer. She got to ring the bell, the chemo oh, bell. She was done great. with chemo. And then, um, and then after that, like I went to, I ended up going to Mexico with them to Tijuana because they were at the time i don't even know we were I, they just wanted to show me their like hometown and he was opening a taco shop at the time which is on hold so he's not right now but um and then i spent thanksgiving with them this year this year first year away from your family yeah first year and uh, did they like uh, i mean what's were they just like hey you're gonna be in town come by or yeah like i they invite me to everything like <laughs> and then they were like oh my god you should stay until saturday and then come to a quinceanero with us and i was like I don't know. Oh, like, so there. Like so he's is he from Mexico or? Yeah, but he lives in Fresno. Okay, now. so you're just this 
white I'm part chick of their... from the Midwest <laughs> that shows up. So in some crazy way, you become each other's guardian angel. I don't know. In a way, just through. I'm in their family now. Like my parents talk to their parents. I was gonna say, what do your what do your parents think of all they this? They love Raul. Like they literally love it. And then when I went back to Ohio, they did. Oh my god, they did like a news story about it. Like they brought me, they went to my old workplace, like the workplace that, oh, because I got fired as a bartender. So <laughs> they did a news story where they took the cameras and we all had to go, like they, we interviewed um, the boss that fired me. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, he was so funny. Why'd he fire at town you? Hall. Because I was flying back and forth to Nashville and I was just like, I kept getting the free passes, like at the time to like not, sh- I wouldn't show up to work, like, and I would be like, I'm just a bad worker. Well, you know, <laughs> so worker. your story's interesting because you've got someone like Mr. Beast. I don't know if you know the Mr. Beast story. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. I'm with familiar. like his full story. So, I mean, he was he was just starting off by giving out $100 bills, $20 bills. He was tipping wait staff a higher amount than he needed to. And, and, and people really took to seeing the generosity. And the more money that would come in, the more money that went out. And it just became like he became one of the big, I mean, he's one of the most recognizable people in the world. Do you know I what I mean? Even, I had no idea how big he had gotten. He's got, and even in the last year, he's quadrupled in size. Jeez. Uh, because you know, all, you know, all of his videos are translated into like twenty different languages, and I mean, it's quite incredible. But it's a similar, it's a similar story where he just, you know, I think he learned early on that he could play this internet game and and be like a little magnet for people to, to who want to do good, and. It's hard sometimes for GoFundMe's like from like my GoFundMe that I have for my legal funds. I don't know if you've caught up on this story, but I'm being brought to court over a bachelor story. What? Oh, you don't know this? It's a whole thing. Is it about the Clayton thing? Uh, yes. You're um, going to she's, court? Yeah, she's suing me for harassment. What? Uh, got it. Oh, What's up now? Oh, but God. my audience was they they know I make good money. Like they know they know that I'm doing okay. But they also you know not all of them, but at the time some knew I was pregnant having a baby soon and all these things and they knew i was being taken to court through a frivolous uh, means that was meant to silence me that's exactly what it was silence shut up or i'm going to sue you um and of course i haven't shut up because <laughs> you can't shut me up uh, i'll be in the prison like who wants to listen uh live show <laughs> cell block b live stand-up um so but either way they raised money for me right away and by all means i didn't need you know um, my situation was nothing, obviously, like like losing your health and all of that. But my situation was one where people wanted to help out, and the, and when you're on the internet, sometimes the best way to help out is with your money. And people wanted to do that, and they 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 got my you know I needed like a ten thousand dollar retainer for my lawyer because it is not cheap out here, is which is what I've learned. Medicine and lawyers are not cheap, so they were like yeah, and they, and they wanted to get me. And again, no one, I didn't want anyone to starve who needed the money or anything like that. But it's like, people want to do good. And when you have your platform that you have and you can expose people to a greater cause, it's like, it's like everyone should donate to like St. Jude's or whatever, but you don't always get to see the immediate reward that way. And I think people really want to see immediate rewards. That's why like on my channel this year, every year we do a um, Amazon wish list. So we, we get single moms and single dads and people that are kind of struggling for Christmas. And our goal is to try to get about 24 of them. So we do it for 12 days. We feature two families a day and we just share their Amazon wish list so that they can have kids. Oh. That Because people like, at the first year we did Toys for Tots, which was great. We raised like 12 grand or something. It was amazing. But you just don't know exactly where that money's going, even though I'm sure it's going to good places. To know that like, 
that somebody will be featured, they'll have their Amazon wishlist featured. And then two days later, they send me a photo with a mound of boxes at their front door. Like that's, that, that makes like, me feel yeah. good. That makes the audience feel good. And then they feel good. So it's just like a win-win for all. I know. I think I want to like start, I don't know, maybe like one day I'll start a nonprofit or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. You just need to get robbed at Coachella next year. <laughs> Well, like maybe me and Raul can start one together. I don't Wouldn't know. Wouldn't that, that be great? Be that would be like awesome. Beck I don't know what Raul's the cause is. Taco shop. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so so where where where's the rudder pointed right now for you? You're young. You've got your inst- your followings kind of big. Like, what's next? Where, what are you like trying to I'm do? I'm writing a book. Great about this. <laughs> no, it's like about dating stories. Like oh, okay. Little like short ones. Um, but this is the first time I've told anyone out. I mean, like publicly told people oh nice but yeah i mean i'm in the very beginning stages i just like decided that i was going to with my management like a month ago so i've just started writing but it's gonna be like um like short dating stories to make people feel better about their from your own personal yeah like my own any that are worth noting now um so many i don't even know there's like I like where do you, like where would you put yourself on the spectrum of are you a Taylor Swift yeah like yeah so do you fall for just Mr. Wait, Wrong? what was the spectrum well I was gonna say you know some people are avoidant and they're kind of like they're the ones to run away from relationships some people are the ones that kind of pursue it maybe overly to hide whatever issues no. like we all we all have kind of different things we're looking for but do you no. is there a trend to why yeah I used to be so into like the worst guys ever like terrible guys just like complete fuck boys and i was in a sorority and i was like always dating frat guys and i was also in a terrible relationship a year ago that was just, after like, at, you were during the during this during the coachella ter- like stuff this guy was insane like actually like there has to be something wrong with him. Like, no offense. I hope he's not listening. Well, you might get sued for harassment. I don't know. Just like I am. We can go to court together. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, anyway, so a lot of it, I mean, it's just... How like, are you meeting these guys? I met that guy through my manager, actually. He... Oh, that's not good. I know. Well, she had no idea that... She had no idea. He was, like, there was something wrong. I think it only shows up for him in relationships. He has, like, an attachment something. Yeah, where, like, I mean, that... super that... anxious all the time about yeah. me leaving him. Oh, so, like, jealous if yes. you don't respond it's right like away. severely jealous. Oh, man. And it I, was... That's... I've had that, and it's... I've had that myself, and it, for me, never surfaced as, like, overly controlling, but it surfaced as sadness, and I would get anxious if I started thinking maybe they're... You know, it's, like, it's, it's hard to play it cool when you like someone... And right. then, but not to, not to defend him. That's something he has to like learn to work on. Um, but do you have any like attachment issues where do you like fall hard or? Yeah, I think now. Well, after that, I had to take like a year off of dating. So I just recently. I mean, I've had a couple like little flings in between me and that me and the crazy crazy man, and it's been. I think I'm just like really picky now. I think I'm more avoidant now I used to be a little bit more anxious and like I would find a guy and then decide that my worth when I was I don't even know I was like 22 like 19 to 22 I would be like if I can't get this guy to love me then what's the point like I'm not cute like stuff like that I would turn on myself and then I swung so hard the other way after dating that guy that like I'm like a little bit avoidant where I'm not really interested in anyone so aside from dating apps are you 
where else are you entertaining uh, meeting men? Um, I, I mean, I meet people in real life, but I, sometimes people DM me and then I'm like, I'll talk to them for a little bit. And then I don't know. I'm, I feel like I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to give someone a chance. Cause it's like the whole, what if, I get, like, it's just a whole date is, like, a whole night, you know what I mean? Like, a date is a night. You don't want to wait, yeah, you don't want to waste your like, time. getting I mean, ready. Because on, go. you know, someone, anyone can polish up their Instagram right. and look and good. and then Instagram and Raya, like, they can make their Raya look really cute and, like, you know, like, and then you meet them in person and you're like, oh, God. I was always different. in, this is why I lived in New York, but I was on dating apps, specifically Tinder. It was actually new. It was before, it was kind of like the fuck app. I mean, it was like, when, it, when Tinder, Tinder first yeah. came out, it was like, marketed as like you're here for like casual issues and then people started dating and getting married on it and it kind of became more mainstream but I just always found it way easier to meet people in person and then just know right away whether or not you vibed with them but right, but that's still hard to do because and I'm kind of picky I think I I have like a specific type and I'm like I don't know it's hard, so I'm like, but then I'm like, if I'm single for the rest of my life, I feel like I would be fine. Like, have really you good. met anyone through the Raul story? Like, has like anyone met like a guy slid into your DMs yeah. because of that? Yeah, but like, never, not anyone could. It'll be you like just like show up with an extra phone for you. Like, here you go, <laughs> just in case. People, yeah, it'll always. It's never anyone. I mean, people DM guys DM me all the time. It's just never any hot guys like it's always just like yeah or like they're kind of like fuck boys I well anyone who's here's the problem with the internet is that everyone there's so many options that there's like multi-option syndrome where everyone thinks they can do better everyone puts on their best version of themselves so that when you meet in person nobody can live up to the standard they've set you know what i mean what do you mean like i'm never gonna be as good as i could make myself look online you know, <laughs> I've got me. my own shit. I, you know, but like in person, I can, I can probably maybe, maybe have a little bit more humor, and I don't know. I just think I'd be, I'm better off um, in the flesh than on than uh, than whatever I could try to live up to, which is like yeah. your best photos and this and that. And I think that because everyone is online, we're instantly comparing our options against the internet, which is like endless not against what's actually available in our marketplace. Does that make any right. sense? Right, and, like, there's no way, like, and then they end up being single for until they're, like, 40. Because yeah. they're, like, and that might happen to me, honestly, but I will say that guys are way nicer to me now since after the I became a TikToker than they were before, probably because they're scared I'll make a TikTok about them. Oh, you could expose? That is very Taylor yeah. Swift of you. And, but I don't, I'm not, my goal isn't to expose guys. Like, it's more just, like, I always, dude, every time I make a TikTok about a guy that I would, you know how Taylor Swift though, she can write a song about a guy and then it's kind of cool to have a song written about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. But if I make a TikTok about someone, I'm like the devil. Like, Maybe they're you'll like, make a weird. TikTok about driving with Dave. Maybe, uh, I, will. I don't know if there's anything interesting enough here. Uh, can I get to your place through here? No, you should probably I, turn And on. I probably shouldn't let, I mean, no, no, people aren't going to know where you are. No, have you had to deal with any stalkers? No, but I had to change my Uber name. It's from... From Becca to Megan. Oh, uh, do I got to talk to this person to go through? Oh, God, I don't know. I've never been here. Oh. Sorry, I'm just turning oh, around. Guys. Thanks so much. Uh -huh. All right, look at that, folks. We're doing this live. <laughs> Every video I do, I always end up, like, dead end somewhere. Like, I went the wrong way. I would never be able to, like, not pay, like, to drive. And I used to come in this, in this um, place when I was doing Uber because there's a little <laughs> park where you can 
um, do pull-ups and push-ups because you're sitting in your car all day. So I just like double park and just like do a little workout and go. <laughs> Uber driving sucks. It's a yeah, real rough job. You're, you're vacuuming vomit out of your back seats. Ew. And people are probably terrible. Ter- I mean, I've driven people around where they're stalking people and just what? completely on blow trying to, you know, like late at night McDonald's or, you know, I've driven crazies around. Ew. But, you know, if the late night rides are usually the ones that pay well because the, the surgery. No and that's probably why Raul drove to Coachella, right? Because there was probably good yeah. money to be made that weekend. But the crazy part is he was actually done for the, like he was so tired he just wanted to go home that day. And then he got one notification and it was me, it was my ride. And he was like, I don't want to do it. And then he was like something inside of him was like, no, I'll just do one more. And like, thank God he did. Like, you know, when you, when you get your Uber notification, it'll show your little image and then it'll have like a 10 second countdown. And as a driver, if you don't hit accept, it goes to the next driver. And there is that moment where you go, ah, oh, do I want this one? And you're hoping, oh, maybe the ride will take me closer to home. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can just imagine there were some forces working that, that brought you two together. I know, it um, made me believe in like, the universe like everything happens for a reason and so often i guess it's also a good reminder for others out there to look for your rowels and to look for those that connective tissue because i think a lot of times the universe and whatever people want to believe in god or whatever is providing us the solution and sometimes we're too busy in our own way to actually see what's right in front of us what do you mean? Like he's really profound, but I have no idea what you mean. I always say I always have like this mantra that it's like I want I want to I want to not only be provided opportunity, but see it and know that it's there. And too often, you might have been having a pity party and and just yeah. blown roll off and not even being able to know that this is about to be in some way or another life changing for both of you. Yeah. I'll just pull over. Yeah, uh, I'll pull over fine. up here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so anyway, when I when I heard your story. I think I, if I remember correctly, I think I knew you before this happened. And then when I saw the whole... Because you had made a video about me before, one time. About this story? No. Or about a Nick... Uh, no. What did I make a video about? Now I'm nervous. I'll bleep out the name, but... Because... I mean, I don't know why I said I'll bleep out the name, but I'll ble- he, I, if, he flew me out when I was 21. He flew you out to where? And I made a story about that? Yeah. What was it about? <laughs> That's I because he flew me out and then he was it I made a TikTok about it. Oh, and he, yeah. Oh, funny. And then he like went home with another girl. Was I mean to you? Angry. No, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. shit. You were like everyone's speculating and they're saying on Reddit that it's and it was. You were right. But obviously, I couldn't tell you. But he right. was single at the time. Yeah, he was. This is. He was oh, okay. Single. No, <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> I know he's going through the. So he flies you out. Is this in the book? I'm for sure probably going to put so it So he flies you out to mm-hmm. and what to No, he, it was just because we met at Ohio University. He was doing a meet and greet and I was at the bar that he was at. And I was like, you look like the guy from And he was like, I am the guy from And I was like, oh my God. Oh, funny. And I thought he was so hot. And then we started DMing and then, yeah, he flew me out. And then he did not like that I 
made a TikTok about him though. He he was so mad. So he flies you out and ends up going home with someone else the night he flew you out. No, or he, it was he was coming to town hall in Ohio after he had flown me out because he was doing a big tour or something. Oh, okay. And then he ended up at the bar that I worked at. He went home with another girl. Oh and boy. And I was bragging about him. The I thought we were gonna like date. Is he like your type? Hmm. Probably not, yeah. but I thought he was cute. Like so, I you, so you too. thought in your head, like because I was twenty one, I thought we were gonna date. You like thought I you were thought, gonna date this guy yeah. and have this little influencer relationship and all yeah. that. Yeah, I wasn't an influencer creator. at the time. I was just a college kid. So you were <laughs> shooting your shot yeah. with the old. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you have to bleep everything, we'll, like all the city and his. We'll name. heavily bleep that out. Okay. It'll be fun. People can <laughs> figure out what. Yeah, because I'm scared. Because he, I when I made a TikTok, he about it. He texted me a long text and he was like I will post the entire transcript of our DMs if you don't stop making videos about me but I've only made two what, I made two because <laughs> it was uh, pretty aggressive towards him were you no. like I mean I wasn't I'm not an aggressive did. person it was just me being like yeah I want to come like, let's go let's do oh, it funny. me being like super flirty would you uh, do that now no about, no I know <laughs> like would you make a tick I mean, oh yeah I would make a TikTok. Yeah. yeah if I go to a city to meet a guy that's kind of crazy. I'm probably going to end up making a TikTok. But I never said his name. And I never said what show he was You're on. You're like my issue I'm having right now that I'm getting sued for. I never said the person's name. Yeah. The fuck, people? And, I, and my job is to make content. And that was like a funny thing that was happening in my... And I thought that was a funny story. I think that's fair. If it's a true story, it's it, fair. Yeah. You know, there's a problem I have is with a lot of the TikTokers who try to expose people... Right, and like, just to get and, clout. To yeah, be, and, and there's like no story. Right. Yeah, and there's no story behind They're it. Like, like, look who slid in my. It'll, they'll be like, it'll be they liked your story, and then you make an entire TikTok about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, all right, chill out there, using, Samantha. I really wasn't trying to use his fame or like name for views. I was doing the, and the story in itself is crazy. That I mean, uh, I was I'm gonna 21. have to fire up the uh, censor machine on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, people will <laughs> go run wild with it. Maybe you'll be in Us Weekly this week. No. Um, no. Well, I'm uh, sorry to him. I'm sorry to that man. No, and it's like, look, I mean, uh, you know, everyone. It like, was four years He ago. could have been a fuck boy, and then now he's found his one. Like we've all got seasons in our life. Right, and, and I'm sure I'm the villain in someone's story as well. I think I'm of that sure. all the time. Yeah, like all the I time. think I don't think he was intending to hurt me. I think he just found a girl at the bar that I worked at that he liked more than me. Do you have any sto like do you have any actual people where you know you were the villain? Like yeah. you know I'm sure. Other like yeah. Like it's just a crazy I wasn't ever crazy. I mean maybe I was, but I've definitely drunk called some guys. Well that's fine. <laughs> and like then I mean my ego has been hurt by guys <laughs> and so I've been like a little bit bitter to, like towards some what a therapy way to put it my ego yeah. was hurt I mean did you take a two by four to someone's door no okay, I've never so faked phone calls, a pregnancy never faked a pregnancy oh, but boy. sometimes it would be nice I wish I could like after I, that would be like such a good way to trap a guy for like nine months to fake a pregnancy yeah you have him for nine more months well, apparently it happens a lot more than people think. I know. I've, after this story came up, I keep hearing people say, oh, my ex-girlfriend did that too. And a I'm like, A lot what? of times. I've had people fake, I've had exes fake pregnancies, but they told me very quickly. But still, that sucked. It was like an, April, they it was like an April Fool's, like, oh, pregnant. And then, oh. like, and then after I find out they're, they're not. Like, it wasn't long enough for me to, you know, have a rough night. It was kind of like only for a few moments. But it's a, it's a tool that one side can use on the other, but you also... You can't use that, yeah. 
If you can't use it on me, though, you know. No, I can't say, but, well, I'm knocked up, you know. Here's the Because if guys could, they would. Like yeah, that they anxious would. avoidant guy that you were dating, he would have pretended to be pregnant if that meant keeping you. Like, because desperate oh my people God, you do know desperation. What? When the Coachella story was happening and the money was being raised, he, like, shattered, he threw his phone at the wall and, like, shattered it because he was like, you care more about your Uber driving than you care about me. And he, like, threw and he it. shattered his phone? Yes. And you were like, I got a guy at Sprint who you can go to. <laughs> I like. I was like. What kind we of have phone was he up. like? Due for an, was he due for an upgrade at least? No, and then he had to start calling me off of his old like iPod with an app or something. Oh my gosh! Yes. He's yes. like on a home iPad. Like, that is when I knew we had to end. Like we had to break up. That, was yeah. that the moment? No, there were many moments. Did you feel? That. I mean, that's crazy. I'm telling you, he, that was crazy. And yeah, some and some guys don't learn. Like, hey, just because you have big boy muscles doesn't mean you need to use them. Like, yeah. we don't need to repatch the drywall because your your team lost or well, whatever. Well, that kind of, I think that made me avoidant because it kind of made me a little bit jaded because I'm like, oh my God, if I, if, what if another big thing happens in my career? What if the guy gets like insecure again? Because that guy was so cool and normal most of the time. It was just when something when was big was up, happening. Yeah. He was like, ah, like he hated it. So, so you broke up how soon after the Uber? Like two months after that. That was like really straining my, our and, relationship. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy for him, right? Yeah. It's like your own jealousy and right. your own insecurity can le- can actually repel the person because you couldn't, you didn't have any chill. I know. And that taught me a lot. I was like, wow, I'm never, ever going to be anxious like this in a relationship. Like, And then he ended up, coming to Nashville for my, cause he lived in Canada. He came to Nashville for my birthday and then it was my birthday and he was like yelling at me because a guy started hitting on me. Oh, I you think. guys were that drunk couple on the, uh, on Broadway. He, yeah. He was, people <laughs> probably thought, and I was like, guys, I'm not like this. Like he is crazy. And then he screamed at me. It was oh. bad. It was so uh, bad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but it sounds like you at least learned like what to avoid, which will drastically like sort of start to narrow down your, searching for the right guy you know right like i hate to say people like should date the wrong guys but it's like yeah, well, we're all gonna date should. the wrong pe- i dated someone who like couldn't say she like she, she would like say she loved me in code it was very strange she had this like emotional barrier where she couldn't like fully open up and then she also couldn't get get any of her exes out of her life and what? i honestly wouldn't care if my if my wife had like an ex she was still friends with, that wouldn't bother me. It was the fact that she, this girl, then again, this is obviously an ex. This girl had to have all of her exes in her life still. And I was like, that's an issue you need to work on. I'm not, again. It sounds like she was trying to make you like jealous and try to. There was there was some of that. And I, I think I talked about this on, on the episode with Nate where I was like, you know, sometimes when we don't know, when we don't have all the tools of communication, we'll try to use jealousy to see if the other person likes us. And it's like, that's not, right. that's not the way to do it. I used to do that all the time. I used to always do that. And, and then what's I a, learned. And like what, but like as a woman, what, what's the, what's the, like, what are you doing to make a guy jealous? Just to sh- I would just like, if I was, if, especially when I was a bartender, I would just let guys hit on me and like flirt with them and you know, like anything I could do. Oh my God. And then I was dating my pizza boss, a boss at my pizza place. Your pizza boss. <laughs> yeah. I was worked at this pizza place. This is my first relationship though. I was really young. I was 18 and he was like 26, which was classic not good. pizza relationship. <laughs> pizza boss here, relationship. Yeah. But what I would do, cause I was going off to college at this time, I would just post pictures with like the boy, like on my story, like me, just like, just like pretend like they were my friend. I mean, they were my friends, but I would just like intentionally do that because the only time I started doing that was when I realized that he was starting to have a crush 
on my friend who I got the job and she had stayed behind to work there when I had gone to college. So I just started doing any tactic I could think of, which in my head I was like, I feel jealous. I feel like I should try to make him jealous too. Yeah. And then it's a, it just, it's a, it's a, it's a bad bad things happen but i mean did he throw his pizza against the wall like the other boyfriend no, he, like whoever you date they end up throwing shit against the wall no look hey we all learn stuff um and i'm looking forward uh come back next when you got your book out will you do that of and course congrats on all of the uh love and positivity that came from you Aww. sharing your story it's really i told my wife i was like i'm so excited because like you know she's you know as uh, you know, knows all the stories I'm covering. So I'm like, this is the the girl who raised all the money and oh my God. a quarter million dollars. That's so great. Yeah, that was like the best thing I'll probably ever do in my life. <laughs> that was like no, the best I mean, it's uh, you took advantage of um, of a good opportunity, and you know, maybe there's more of that for you on social media. Well, thank you for having me, though. This is like my dream come true. This is like my make a wish day. Well, set the bar higher. <laughs> <laughs>